Christmas episode of Two Teaspoons of Positivity. The date is the 27th of December and the time is 1.12am EST. Uh, before we begin, I would like to wish everyone a belated Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah and any other festival that you guys celebrate because I am just not smart enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know for a fact that there are more than two festivals in the whole world that people celebrate in the month of December. And it's it truly is a shame that we don't know more about them. So as of today, I'll do my best to educate myself on that. And I'll get back to you next Christmas. Um, having said that, let's get into the stories. So this time, uh, for those of you who are new here, we will be doing something different instead of looking at what happened, the good, the positive news stories that took place or that were talked about this week, we will be discussing the good news stories that were discussed this year. So what went right in 2021? Let's look at the first one. There was hope for stabilizing the climate. It was a massive year for the climate and reminders of what's at stake came thick and fast. Uh, but in January, the the United States of America, world's largest emitter, average Hannah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't use that accent, I sincerely apologize for that. Uh, the US joined, the US rejoined the Paris Climate Accords and injected fresh urgency into the climate conversation. And then there was the COP26, which a lot of people believe that it didn't go far enough to address the issues. And there is some truth to that, but analysis does suggest that it may have been enough to keep the climate stable if countries continue to stick to their commitments. And there were other breaks, there were signs of breakthroughs elsewhere too, uh, which brings us to our next story, which I think is going to be um, a staple, a yearly staple, that renewable energy set broke uh, broke uh, its uh, records for the previous year. In January, a report revealed that for the first time, renewable energy generated more electricity than fossil fuels in Europe for, for the whole of 2020, a sign of how quickly wind and solar are catching up. Records also tumbled in the UK, which recorded the, the greenest day ever in April. Meanwhile, another report revealed that wind and solar are now outperforming fossil fuels financially as well as the smart money shifts towards renewable energy, all good news for the climate. This is this is just going to continue happening. And it's it, it literally is just a matter of time. It's the way I feel after reading this story is the way I felt uh, when I saw the Lord of the Rings and uh, the Lord of the Rings, I think it was the two towers and the Ents marched on Isengard. Like that was the one time in the whole story at its bleakest point that I knew that this is going to be a surefire victory. So that makes me happy. And that also lets the entire internet know that I am a total kid nerd. Okay, let's, let's keep moving. 
uh, controversial fossil fuel projects were axed. To the delight of climate activists, some high-profile fossil fuel projects were canned in 2021. Hmm. I think there is a better word for that. I'm forgetting which, what the word is. I think they were um, projects were shut down. Yeah, they were shut down in 2021. President Biden pulled the plug on the controversial Keystone XL oil pipeline. Drax uh, shut down what would have been the largest gas power plant in Europe. Shell abandoned plans to exploit the Cambo oil field in Scotland. China pledged to stop funding overseas, uh, pledged to stop funding overseas coal projects. And Portugal became the latest European country to quit coal altogether. The scope of the retreat from coal was revealed in a report in September. It found that three quarters of planned coal power plants had been cancelled since the Paris Agreement. It's not enough, but it is a start. Then there was the landmark court ruling against Shell in the Netherlands. The oil giant was ordered to slash, emis- slash emissions by 45% in by 2030. <laughs> it's appealing, but the case is likely to set a precedent. Yeah, uh, this is something that I've been wanting to discuss, but it always keeps slipping my mind. The, a lot of stories that we covered in 2020 involved um, these huge, powerful oil companies and fossil fuel companies uh, having to just uh, give up uh, any future projects and diversify towards um, renewable energy. Either renewable energy or I think they sell their shares or something. I, I don't know how they're still in business considering the story we just read. But I don't think it's... Yeah, I think their time is, their time is close. Uh, the fourth big story for, for this year was that vaccines brought some hope when it came to COVID. Once again, we found ourselves in uncertain times going into the new year. With a surge in COVID cases driven by the new Omicron variant. But many countries are in a stronger position than this time they than they were this time last year, thanks to the development and rollout of COVID vaccines, which have significantly weakened the link between contracting the disease and death. That is the good news. Um, right. Much progress has been made, but there remains a long way to go. And that last, the last line has been s- stated here in this particular article is because a major concern that still plagues a lot of countries is that some of the poorer nations are not yet um, completely vaccinated or even like the majority of the population isn't vaccinated. And that's not because of misinformation or... Um, people who are against vaccines in general it's because they just do not have the supply and that has uh, kind of taken that has been halting global array in COVID so it's it's a it's a really small problem which I think can be fixed very very easily but that's just my that just proves that I am a victim of um, the Dunning-Kruger effect uh, for those of you who don't know that what the Dunning-Kruger effect is, it's 
two psychologists running in Dunning and Kruger. They conducted a test. Uh, they conducted experiments to conclude uh, to justify or to prove their hypothesis that the more you know about certain, the more you learn, and the more your knowledge grows, the better you are at, the better you become at understanding the depth uh, of certain subjects, certain issues. And just better at understanding nuance, which explains a lot of the internet. Anyway, let's. Uh, I apologize for that digression. Let's keep moving. An Ebola outbreak that erupted in Guinea in February was declared to be over by June. Then, China's severe campaign to combat malaria paid off in July as the World Health Organization confirmed that the country has defeated the disease. So those two big stories were smushed into one. And um, there was there is also a point that I've been, I'm a little worried about touching, that um, 12 people uh, were not able to survive Ebola uh, in February 2021. Um, the reason why it's uh, stated here is because between the years of 2013 and 2016 that number was 11,000 so Guinea has come a long way as ha- along with the rest of the world that's nice oh yeah this one alternative therapies have showed a lot of promise so researchers examining whether psychedelics can treat depression and other mental health conditions have continued to break new ground in 2021 in March, a potent hallucinogen used in shamanic, shamanic rituals, DMT, uh, was considered as a potential cure for depression. A cure for depression. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, a trial was launched to find out more. I think um, clinical results are yet to be public uh, published. Yeah. Other clinical trials showed promise, including one that used talking therapy and psilocybin, the psychoactive ingredient found in magic mushrooms, to treat depression. Uh, It concluded in November and was found to have reduced depressive symptoms in participants. More research is needed, but early data looks encouraging. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing that we need to really drill into our heads, the difference between a treatment and a cure. And there was also evidence that social prescribing can reduce depression in people with dementia, while meditating was claimed as a way to make your brain work faster, I think. Yeah, I remember covering that news. Um, it's in one. It's, I think it's in season two. But the fact that uh, we are embracing alternative therapy, I think that's a really good thing. Not just because there are some treatments for which Western medicine or um, yeah, Western medicine in general doesn't really have much of a cure, but also because um, the pharmaceutical industry hasn't really sunk its claws into alternative therapies, and the reason why they've been able to do that with conventional medicine is because we didn't really expect that to happen but now that we know that it can happen that creed can make people turn into the Sackler family we can put safeguards to keep that from happening 
isn't that nice <laughs> okay let's keep going medical advances brought hope to millions while covid dominated health news there were many other medical developments in 2021 a, ma- a malaria vaccine was approved with the potential to save thousands of lives in the us alone no in africa i sincerely apologize for that a malaria vaccine was approved with the potential to save thousands of lives in africa a breast cancer vaccine a trial was launched in the us and brain reading computer software allowed a paralyzed man to compose sentences on a computer for the first time elsewhere hiv vaccines were approved for use in britain negating the need for daily pills and a game changing brain cancer drug showed a lot of promise and a whole genome sequencing oh right whole genome sequencing was found to improve rare disease diagnosis i i remember covering so many of these stories it it feels really good and yeah the 2021 was really good for the medical industry 2021 was good for like everyone not much but like bits and pieces the world became more socially progressive uh, despite the culture wars and the creeping nationalism and the rise of authoritarianism the world has become a lot more socially progressive this is not just my statement it's according to uh, social progress index since 2011 it has charted the progress of 160 nations 167 nations assessing them on criteria such as rights access to education quality of healthcare personal safety and quality of environment the results are really good because largely 147 nations recorded a better score in 2021 than they did in 2011 with just four countries the us brazil syria and south sudan regressing oh that's sad but at least like okay so that means four countries have gone back uh 147 have improved out of 167 so how many countries showed like zero progress but like Uh, they remained static so i think it's 163 no what am i talking about uh it it's it's 23 yeah 23 countries uh as state recorded like no positive no advancements but yeah social progress is advancing across the world the report concluded and you don't need this report um and in 2021 you don't have to look for proof uh look far for proof yeah i was going to say something along the lines with this that um in marvel's eternals there's a scene in which um fast uh, one of the characters um one of the characters is openly gay he has a husband and a child and before leaving for the third act the final boss battle this uh this gay character just sits outside his house with his husband and they have this lovely conversation and they share a kiss and the fact that the camera uh, placement was done in such a way that this character and this character's partner was in the middle of the screen and like really zoomed in so the, all their privacy was gone uh it really showed that um the world has become more progressive because i remember being in the theater and watching that and everyone treated it like no one re- no one had a strong reaction to that 
no one really cared people were uncomfortable but the the reason why they were uncomfortable is because the camera made it feel like we were standing like inches away from this couple that was having this really intimate moment and that just shows that if a company like marvel that which has which is completely like let's not say completely uh, which is majority which takes majority of its decisions from a money minded perspective if a company like that can include something as controversial as two people of the same sex um, sharing a kiss then it's clearly not as big a deal as a lot of people assume so that that made me happy seeing and like they're they're a good couple they're a good family they are good parents uh right let's keep moving uh oh right this oh my god <laughs> i was not expecting this um so the next story is about how more nations have strengthened lgbtq lgbtq plus rights so 2021 saw more nations introduce legislation to tackle discrimination against the lgbtq community um although there is much work to do but again that's that can be said for everything Switzerland finally said yes to same-sex marriages. Canada passed a bill to ban conversion therapy. Montenegro uh, registered its first same-sex partnership, and Botswana upheld ruling decriminalizing homosexuality, rejecting a government appeal to overturn the law. Elsewhere, members of the LGBTQ+ community rose to prominence in politics. Tessa Gansara and Nika Slavik became the first transgender women to win parliamentary seats in Germany. Eduardo Lete, I sincerely apologize for butchering all those names. I'm so sorry. So, uh, Eduardo became Brazil's first openly gay governor and Sarah McBride was sworn in as the first transgender US state senator. That's nice. And yeah, that just goes to show it's if you read about um the history of I'll just for the sake of brevity I'll say gay people if you read uh, the history of the gay movement or the pride movement you'll notice that this they've been here for centuries they, at the end of the day um they aren't outliers members of this community or prominent figures from this community they aren't uh, they weren't like created at the outskirts of society and now they've struggled their way into the middle no they they were always a part of our society i don't know where we went wrong to shun them the way that we have but i'm so happy to know that we are gradually embracing them again because that's where they belong they're not uh, their sexuality is their identity but it's not all who they are they are they are family members they are friends they are co-workers the people anyway let's uh, let's keep moving there were wins for indigenous groups as well so indigenous people can continue, continue to face prosecution in many parts of the world in 2021 but there were some signs of progress australia finally pledged to pay to pay reparations to indi- indigenous australians who had been forcibly removed from their parents as children more than 100,000 indigenous children known as the stolen generation were taken from their families between 1900 and 1970 reparations won't make up for what happened but they mark a shift in tone 
okay uh, let's talk about this i i've covered this uh, before as well and i think reparations um, are a really good way of making making your country or making the society of your country leapfrog in terms of um, inclusivity and progressiveness because the example i gave earlier was we should that we should think of um, giving reparations to society as watering a plant so by giving reparations you are ensuring that all the water goes to the roots the the low the lower most layer of the plant the one that's least deprived of sunlight and nutrients the one that needs it most so once that improves will not the rest of the society improve with it as uh, yeah society will definitely improve um, as they do what's the what's the saying again i think it's rising tide raises all ships rising tides raises all ships i i don't remember right so let's let's keep moving on okay elsewhere indigenous politicians rose to prominent leadership deb halen became the first indigenous us cabinet secretary canada appointed its first indigenous governor general mary simon and so did new zealand dame cindy kiro that's really nice i think uh, how do i put this i feel really happy knowing that the community indigenous communities were uh, being embraced as well in a way even though they still continue to feel face a lot more prosecution than any other community but any progress is good progress right let's uh, let's move on we're still continuing with progress um specifically progress of marginalized sections of society so first we covered the pride community then we covered the indigenous community and now we're coming to the second biggest demographic uh, i think the biggest demographic in certain countries and continents so female politicians were chosen chosen to lead estonia honduras samoa sweden tanzania and tunisia for the first time in 2021 meanwhile nigerian economist oh god yeah i oh my god i remember memorizing her name and now i forgot i'm so sorry so a nigerian economist became the first female and first african leader of the world trade organization ngozi um ngozi okonjo oh god i i can't i'm so sorry i tried but it's not yeah. anyway in the corporate world efforts to boost female leadership in the uk boardrooms bore some fruit a report revealed that the number of female ftse 100 directors has doubled in 5 years among other signs of progress was the muslim council of britain electing zara mohammed as its first female leader that's really nice that's uh that's like long overdue because again when you live in a patriarchy and you, the world interacts with you um differently than it does with uh, other people just because you happen to have that y chromosome you end up grow, um, you end up with living a life that is blind to a lot of problems that people face just because they do not have that y chromosome and having someone um in a in an influential position someone who is 
someone who isn't blind to those problems can be a very a, a lot more useful asset to society and to the government and i have no clue why no one has acted on it or people are still dragging their feet on this right there was also progress on racial diversity so in march most uh, the most diverse oscar nominee list in history was unveiled a sign that the academy awards is the academy awards is finally sharing its reputation for being pale and pink <laughs> okay uh, that same month wales announced that black history lessons are to be mandatory in schools and in the uk and in the uk local elections joanne anderson became the first black woman to lead a major city which was liverpool the UK's Royal Society of Literature also had some good news. In December, it appointed Booker Prize winning author Bernadine Evaristo as its new president. She is the first writer of color to hold the position. That is really great, but a part of me is still wondering why did it take so long for us to do this? Because clearly she isn't the first um, writer of color um who does, who should have been uh, elected right there are there are so many writers who do not have a skin tone lighter than beige and who are just absolute uh, magicians when it comes to writing it's absolute like sorcerers anyway let's uh, you know what let's uh, let's call it a day because i am getting a little tired let's complete this story and then we'll tackle the other stories later on so a multinational took aim at class inequality you've heard of the gender pay gap but what about the socio economic pay gap well you may hear more about it soon after kpmg an accounting firm became the first major business in the uk to publish one the result is that an 8.6% median pay gap between employees from working class backgrounds and those from middle class families the good news is that kpmg promised to address that it also called on other firms to publish socio economic pay gaps to help tackle class inequality that's uh, that's a really interesting aspect and i'm glad that they are looking into it because a lot of um, class inequalities come from stereotypes that have absolutely no basis in in reality uh, i think one of them would be that people of color are not as educated or as or they lack etiquette which is just not true um a classic example would be um any video of taladega I think it is called Talladega. Yeah, that that'll just shatter that series I've been doing million pieces. Anyway, uh from what we've learned today, we can conclude that the world is becoming a much a lot better or a much more inclusive place to live in and we still have 13 more stories to go. So, I'll get some rest and I'll come back to it. and I'll finish this as soon as possible but for now we'll have to take a break from our segment two teaspoons of positivity i would like to thank the one person listening to this thank you so much for tuning in and now i am going to tune out bye bye